now, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. I nailed it, didn't I? Yeah, I did. All right, tonight we're going to open up with a worship song here. This is Don Moen's song. Thank you, Lord. We got a lot to be thankful for, people. I come before you today. So do me a favor, share this out. And there's just one thing that I want to say. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For all you've given to me. For all the blessings that I cannot see. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, there is a lot of blessings. Thank you, Lord. I know a lot of people aren't feeling that way, but there really are. With a grateful heart, with a song of praise, with an outstretched arm, I will bless your name. Thank you. I just want to thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're watching the replay and you don't want to hear this? Just go ahead and fast forward. For all you've done in my life, you took my darkness and gave me your light. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You took my sin and my shame. You took my sickness and healed all my Thank you, Lord. You're in Periscope. Say hi. Thank you, Lord. So I know who you are, and I can follow you. With a grateful heart, with a song of praise, with an outstretched arm, I will bless your name. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank. Thank you, Lord. I just want to 
ass is pickleball hair, people. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Don Moen from many, many years ago, before all these other famous worship leaders were worship leaders. He was one of the first, at least I think in my opinion, but it's just my opinion, which, you know, isn't worth a whole lot. <laughs> anyway, I want to welcome you all to tonight's episode of Bible News Radio. You guys know I'm your sweet and lovable host. Yeah, I am. And uh, so how many of you heard the president? Uh just said that we get to spend another month at home yay and and we get to we get to be at home safe from all the germs and the people that are outside our houses um and uh yeah i have to tell you i got i got some interesting uh um i, I posted earlier tonight on my facebook page the following what is something you've gotten back since you've all had to spend more time at home and it's funny because uh, many years ago, I intentionally spent time at home. I wouldn't go anywhere else. I only went to school, church, and therapy. That was it. And occasionally, I'd go to the grocery store if I had to um, because I was really scared. I had a lot of social anxiety and panic and anxiety and um, depression and just, you know, was essentially agoraphobic. And I, I didn't like to go out anywhere. And now uh, people are, people who are not used to staying home are now having to stay home, you know, because we're trying to protect people from this COVID-19 thing. Um, fortunately, where I live, there's not that many people that have had it. Um, and fortunately, the upside, if you think about it, the upside is that um, it doesn't lead to death in the overwhelming majority of people. Um, just like the flu doesn't lead to death in, in the overwhelming majority of people. Um, you know, 
But I wanted to read you a couple of things that people have gained since they've had to have since they've had to spend more time at home. My friend Bruce said five pounds. <laughs> Admittedly, that people is a real struggle for it's going to be a lot. That's going to be a struggle for a lot of people unless they intentionally change how they exercise. Like for me and Randall, like today, this afternoon, well, I guess it was, yeah, I guess it was close. No, it was mid-morning. Anyway, we went outdoors and we were in the um, street. I guess we were in the street, yeah. And me and him just hit the ball back and forth, uh, pickleball, with, you know, probably about a good 40 minutes. We were outside just hitting the ball back and forth to one another, uh, learning to kind of control the ball better and shorter you know, shorter hits and stuff like that. And, you know, we were outdoors with an outdoor ball plus the wind factor plus we're on a hill. Our street is sloped. So <laughs> admittedly, Randall chased the ball when we both missed it and went down the hill. He went and got it, not me, because he runs faster. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and so for me, I've had to really adjust how I, you know, I have to intentionally now go on a treadmill or go for a walk uh, or you know, who knows, maybe I'll start lifting weights finally, because, you know, I definitely need to do that. But, but unless you're going to be intentional about your exercise, if you're forced to do something different, like I am, I can't play pickleball three to five times a week now, because they won't let us. Um, you know, on the one hand, my body doesn't hurt as much. That's a good thing. On the, on, on on the other hand, it's it's kind of a bummer because a lot of my pickleball friends are feeling isolated and they're getting depressed living at home with no pickleball to go to because that's what their life is, is playing pickleball. Anyway, uh, Michelle said, sleep in the time to spend on creating videos for social media. Tim Roden, my friend, said, ha, 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 more overtime. <laughs> my friend Rob said, time to just be home without running to appointments day after day since we've now canceled everything on our calendar. And my friend Lynn said, thank God I haven't been forced to stay home. So, uh, Randall, what what would you say is something that you've gained, you've gotten back since we've, we've had to spend more time at home? Since you and I, we, ne we work from home, so we're already here a lot. But now our networking meetings and all of that have been canceled. Right. They've been... Uh, they've been you know, online, and so there haven't been driving to those appointments, hasn't been driving to Franklin or further. Um, of course, if you're, unless you live here, you don't know. Well, so, you know, 15 miles or more, um, no trips up to Nashville. So, so there's that time recovered from not driving to various places. I prefer the in-person meetings. There's, there's just different <laughs> dynamic with in-person <laughs> person you know that's just it's more personable um yeah the networking meetings i found online are rather sterile they're not as interactive because everybody's just there to say you know here's what i do whereas yeah. at an actual in-person networking meeting you can mingle around the room you can talk to people you can give people hugs you can you know, exchange um, a business card. You can set. You can do a one-on-one -on, -one on the spot. Yeah. But in a virtual Zoom, you can't do any of you that. Have to be a little more intentional with the uh, right one-to-one -one meetings. Yeah. And setting those up, I've got several set up for this week. I have a couple too set up for this um, week. But I also have the Legal Shield convention this week coming up. 
yeah. at the end of the week. So I intentionally didn't book anything on Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, or Sunday. So mm. well, <clears throat> I didn't book anything on Saturday or Sunday, but I got my yeah. Ladies of Justice event Friday. Okay. But anyway, so yeah, so so one of my other friends said she gained sleep and exercise. Oh, yeah. She's like, I've I've gotten more sleep and exercise. <laughs> I never get any of that. And I'm like, you live in California, you're always in the traffic. So you would be surprised what some people um, are getting back as a result of this. It's a blessing. I know a lot of people aren't seeing it as a blessing. And even I am seeing, I'm trying to, you know, I'm not going to lie. I have had my moments of feeling depressed and like, ugh. You know, because I can't play pickleball and I can't see my friends in person as much. And, you know, and then you're dealing with the social taboo from certain people who like, <gasps> like, how dare you go outside? You know, how dare you leave your house? You, you evil person. It's because of you. We're all getting sick. And I'm like, I'm not sick. And the government's saying, say you're sick. Just pretend you're sick. And I'm not going to pretend I'm sick. That's not going to happen. Declare it. I'm not declaring declare it. Declare that you already have it. I do not. I am not declaring it. In um, fact, I'm rebuking amen. that because I believe I believe the best is yet to come. I really do, actually. But, um, but families or you know, spending more time together, I think, is ultimately good. Yeah. And well, we went to Walmart. Children outside. and I know. So we, we just got home from Walmart not too long ago. And um, there there wasn't as many people there. And there was, frankly, stuff that we wanted to get. The, the shelves were clear of it, so we didn't get stuff that we wanted to get. But as I was going towards the bird seed aisle, because i got to get bird seed for my birds outdoors that I feed because I love them and everything, um, there was a man uh, who, who was in that aisle. Anyway, I said, I said how are you doing? And we're, of course, we're six feet apart, so we're not touching each other or anything. And um, not that I would normally do that. Go go in the store and, like, hug some stranger. I would, would I ever do that? Well, anyway. Yes. Um, not a man, though. I wouldn't, no. I wouldn't do it with a man. I would do it with no. a woman. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this guy said, oh, yeah, you know, it's so great. He said, this is, everybody's starting to relax and get some rest. And kids are doing stuff. And people are having fun with their families. And, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I just thought... There you go. And I said, you know what? That is a good attitude. And that good attitude, you know, there's going to be a day when you look back on this, hopefully, <laughs> uh, and you go, wow, um, I really grew from this. In fact, last night in uh, our little church study that we did with my friend Jennifer, uh, one of the, the guy that was leading the group, um, he started out the, the, the church I guess it's a church service. I really kind of see it as more of like a home Bible study. But he started out by 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 reminding us that many of the letters of the Bible that we read in the Bible were written in prison when Paul or whoever was in prison, and they had all this time on their hands to write the Bible for us. So the very fact that we have a Bible and most of it was written in prison, the fruit of that is eternal lives you know forever changed uh all that so i just want to encourage you i know that um you know i know that it's hard uh it can feel isolating it can feel lonely um 
And I think honestly, what it is for most people that is making them feel that way is because in your mind, you're telling yourself something that's not actually really true. Like a lot of people are saying you can't leave your house. That's not true. You can leave your house. Um, you know, you can't do this. That's not true. You can. Um, but our government wants us to be wise in how we conduct ourselves, where we go, in order so that as many of us don't get sick, you know, as possible. Now, I think the anxiety that a lot of people are feeling has to do with the fact that they don't really know what our government is really ultimately doing. Um, I will say, I'm in that crowd. I feel slight anxiety. Not a lot, really, to be honest, because I know God will take care of us. But, you know, Randall and I, are, our income, our livelihood is, is has just been made way harder to earn <laughs> because we can't be in person. Um so I am not happy with that, but at the same time, I'm just going to go, okay, Lord, look, I'm going to, I'm going to trust you to provide the fish and the loaves so that, you know, you, you know, our needs, you're going to meet our needs. And that's what I have to say. I just have to remind myself that the government is not my God and my provider. Even people aren't. Everything that I have is a gift from God. And that's just the, the mentality that I'm choosing to have because it's frankly the truth. And most of the times we're not thankful for what we already have, right? So uh, may that be a gentle exhortation to you if you're struggling with that yourself because it's normal, but it's also, um, it, you know, it's reality. So I, my hope is that I have more time in God's word as a result of this, um, and honestly, I've seen more opportunity to minister to people because of this. I could tell you stories, but I'm not going to because I don't want to violate any confidences that I've, um, you know, that I have because of the opportunities that I've had to minister to people who are in the same situation we're all in right now. Um, but, you know, God is good. And, you know, as uh, Jay Vernon and McGee used to always say, and prayer changes things. So we have an opportunity now to grow deeper in prayer and to draw near to God. And James chapter four, verse eight says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Um, so there you go. So there's that. Also, today is the very last day that we are uh, officially being sponsored by Ariel Ministries. Um, this is so sad for me. It's bittersweet. Uh, I love Ariel Ministries. I love Arnold and Marianne Fruchtenbaum who founded it. Um, they have you know, touched my life and changed my life really for eternity because of the teaching of Ariel. So if you have not yet bought anything from Ariel, now is the day to do it or tomorrow before the end of the month. Um, because, uh, that coupon code Bible news saving you 20% will be gone. So, um, don't forget you can, if you're listening to the replay of this after, uh, March 31st, then sorry, you missed it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, the rest of you, if you're watching live and you haven't gotten stuff from Ariel yet, then do yourself a fair favor and go there and shop and, and save some money, um, with some of their great stuff. Okay. Um, and do yourself a favor and bookmark their page and continue to follow the ministry. Um, so that you can see some of the new stuff. And I probably will be telling you what the new stuff is as I learn about it anyway, even if they're not sponsoring our show. 
I still highly recommend their book, Yeshua, their series. It's a four book series on the life of Christ from a Jewish perspective. Um, cause if you take the time to read it, you're going to learn a lot about your faith. Uh, so check that out. All right. And Ariel, we love you and thank you and appreciate you for supporting us for like three and a half years. Uh, in the in live streaming, you guys, that is an amazing thing. And they paid me pretty good. So, so with that said, um, if you'd like to support our show, now, now you know we really need it a lot more. <laughs> and if you get anything from our show and you, you're not already a, a supporter of the show, then I, I just invite you to pray and ask God to lead you how he wants you to. And... Um, and then give, give has, you know, how he leads you to give. And you can do that over at biblenewsradio.com forward slash give. Um, and, uh, so with that said, uh, speaking of pickleball, I made a, uh, Randall and I, well, not Randall really. So earlier tonight, I decided I was going to practice my serve because you guys know I love pickleball, right? So I stood all the way back in my kitchen as far as I could and I put a bowl on my chair which is which is like in the next room across the the way um and then i served underhand like i would in playing the game to see if i could get it into this bowl now it was originally a, a cup a coffee cup and randall actually got it in the actual coffee cup the ball landed in the actual coffee cup. I mean, I mean, it, it was a miracle, actually. But I watched it. I saw it with my own eyes. I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you did that. But I didn't get it on video. So then I decided to make the, the target a little bigger, a little bit bigger, uh, but not too much bigger, really. I mean, it's, it's a little bowl, really, kind of the equivalent of a cereal bowl type thing. And anyway, I made it. And so I wanted to show you. Even though you can't see me hit the ball, you can hear me hit the ball. You can watch the ball. Um, so check this out, and then Randall will get into the Bible study. <laughs> I just, I just think this is funny. We get the sounds here. Oh. Were you recording? Yep. Yet? Are you impressed or what? <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So Randall um, is now going to teach you from God's word. And um, I am going to jump on a phone call that I need to get on. Uh, so for the next however long, 20 minutes, 30, 35, 40 minutes, <clears throat> Randall Handlebearface will be your professor of Bible study at the moment. That Something like good? that. Okay. I was seeing that uh, Keiko Matsui did a live, a Facebook Live on March 28th. Really? Yeah. Missed that. All right. Well, all right. So, cut to me, I guess. Mm -hmm. Right? Here am I, son Stacy. A way to go get on a call. Um, a shout out to our pastor, a brother, J.C. Christian. Pastor. J.C. People call him Brother J., but he's pastor, and so I think he deserves that title. I call him Pastor J. 
day, Pastor JC. Anyway, if you could turn down your mic over there. So, yeah, that's better things. Um, he was uh, teaching out of Hebrews chapter 10 and about, um, starting about, I forget which verse exactly, but somewhere in verse 16 or so, and talking about if um, those uh, who willfully sin after receiving the truth, that there no longer remains a sacrifice for sin, etc. Anyway, which he, which made me think about, and has made as well as it made him think about in First uh, Corinthians three. Anyway, so there are a couple different. Um, things to look at in terms of fire here in in the scripture that ultimately each of us faces hey you got it not to freeze finally says jerry all right welcome to facebook there and uh out there on youtube we've got barb great and on twitch nobody talking anyway all right but um when it comes to the hereafter uh, we have our choice of fires, really, and uh, like to take a look at those. First, the not-so-good one, and then the, the much better one. But fire is coming, and there's more than one fire, actually. Um, so, since we're about to dive into the scripture, let's do so prayerfully, shall we? Um, it's, uh, the Bible is the only book that comes with its author, so we should uh, dedicate... Uh, this time, uh, you know, to the author and ask for his guidance. Father God, you're an awesome God. You are worthy of every blessing, of every honor, every power, every praise that belongs to you. And we're thankful for this, thy word, which has been preserved throughout the ages uh, for our instruction, for our equipping in uh, righteousness. Uh, frankly, that we might uh, live lives that are pleasing to you. So we ask that you would use this time, as you will, to teach us, give us spirits that are sensitive to your spirit, that we might learn from you. Uh, this time is yours to use as you will for our good and uh, your glory. We ask it in the name of Yeshua. All right, first of all, let us look at the end of the age. That is, the end of the, the world as we know it. Um... But, um, well, I'm going to just start in the top of the chapter, Second Peter chapter 3, just to get the context and um, make sure that I've got the, um, either the scripture reference right or take it out here. I'm just take it out easier that way. And we'll change our transition type to smooth. Here we go. Second Peter chapter 3. Beloved, I now write to you the second epistle, in both of which I stir up your pure minds by way of reminder, that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their lusts, and saying, Where is this promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they willfully forget, 
that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water, out of water and in the water, by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. Um, just um, just as an aside, if you look back to Genesis and the and the earth that was created then, that's there in the Genesis account. Genesis chapter one talks about. Uh, you know, the Spirit of God moving upon the waters, then God uh, made the firmament, you know, and then and divided the waters which were below the firmament, the waters that were above, and then and then created the land in the midst of the waters. So there was these there was the earth, uh the land that was uh amongst the water that was under the firmament or the heavens, uh, the heavens not being the spiritual realm, but the atmosphere and then water that was above the atmosphere. And and so when we get to uh, Genesis chapter 6, and the flood, the cataclysmic flood, or Noah's flood, sometimes uh, referred to, um, we it's not just that it rained for 40 days and 40 nights, the deep broke up, the water came up above, and then you know the water above the earth. And so... There was a different ecology then. There was a different, um, you know, um, the earth that then was was a different sort of earth, uh, with the you know in between the waters, as it were. Um, so the world that then existed, yeah. So the heavens were of old, and not being again the spiritual, but the the heavens the atmosphere uh and the earth standing out of the water and in the water by which the world that then existed perished being flooded with water um so while this may still be the same planet uh the earth that we now live in is a much different place uh geologically atmospherically uh in many other ways because of that change of um what astronomics i don't know what you'd call it but the atmospheric change and geological change okay but the heavens and the earth which are now preserved by the same word are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of godly men so ultimately this this earth that we now know uh, is destined for fire, is being reserved for fire uh, when there is a final judgment, the, the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men, that with the ungodly will perish this earth. And as we read in Revelation, in the book of the Revelation, there will be a new heavens and a new earth. So there's the fire for which this earth is destined, that the earth and everything in it is, is going to be burned up um matter of fact if we skip down in in second peter chapter three um uh verse 10 we read but the day of the lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought to 
to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the day, or hastening the coming of the day of God, because which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. And at the end of the book of Revelation, we get the details, well, kind of some of the details of the new heaven and the new earth. Um, but um, the Lord Yeshua, Jesus, uh, he talked more about hell than about heaven and more about judgment than everlasting life. Um, as a case in point, if we look into Matthew chapter 25, um, well, let's pick it up in verse 31 to get the context. We read, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all, his, and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them from one another, as a sheep divides his, as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you... Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it uh, to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. And prior to verse 31, it talks about the ones on the left, how they didn't do those things, how they saw him sick and in prison and naked and did nothing for him. And that it, inasmuch as they did not do it to one of the least of these, they did not do to him. So, verse 41, Then he will say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the de devil and his angels. Yeah. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty. Uh, I'm sorry, I got it out of order. Um, it's, it's below. Okay, so the ones on the left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire, fire, everlasting fire, Prepare for the devil and his angels, for I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not take me in. Naked and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison you did not visit me. Then they will answer him saying, Lord, when do we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them saying, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it uh, to one of these of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. So, there's this everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. So, there is a, a fire with which the earth and the works there will be burned up. And a fire that's an everlasting fire, uh, which the condemned... Um, 
we'll spend the time, we see that, we see that reiterated in Revelation chapter 20. Uh, verse 11, um, and I'm going to bring up the reader view here, make it easy to read. Uh, then I saw a great white throne, and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was no, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were open. Pay attention, plural. And another book, singular, was opened, which is life or which is of life, it's a book of life, and italics here, the book of life. Um, italics, typically in an English translation, is words inserted, that there's no underlying words in the original language, but they're inserted for, for readability, because in English it would be odd to read, and another book was opened, which is of life. I don't know, that's not too bad. But it's a book was open, which is of life. That means it's a book of life. But for readability, inserted was the book, which is the book of life. Anyway, and the dead were judged according to their works by the things written in the books, plural, corresponding with these books. Uh, the sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast, what, into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book, singular, book of life, another book was open, was cast in the lake of fire. So anyone not found written in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire. So we see a set of books and a singular book, which is the book of life, um, which is a book of life. And of course, later on, we see in verse 15, it's named as the book of life and, and identified there specifically. So what is in these books? Well, the book says, verse 13, they were judged, each one according to his, uh, um, where that's where I'm going, yeah. <laughs> yeah, verse 12, and the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. So, I said either the books are a record of deeds, or it simply could be books of the law. And so, deeds are compared to what the righteous standard of God is. And in any case, it's, you know, they don't measure up. Well, so the so people who don't live perfectly, righteously, are destined to the lake of fire? No, that that's not the criteria. As we saw there, the, the simple criteria was that anyone not, anyone not found written in the book of life. Whoops, didn't mean to do that. Um... Anyway, anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So it's, um, there is the, you know, there's the book of life, your name is written in it, and if it's not, then 
you're judged according to the things written in the books, whether that's your deeds, the the laws, or a combination of both. Uh, basically, having to stand in our own defense. Either, either we're written in the Lamb's Book of Life because of our trust put into Messiah, into Christ, into Jesus Yeshua, or or who. You know, God made him who knew no sin to become sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. We have him standing in our stead, or we represent ourselves at trial, basically. When it comes to the great white throne judgment, um, well, if if we're not... Uh, as I read it, if our names are written in the book of life, because we've placed our trust in Yeshua, Messiah, in Jesus the Christ, then we don't appear at the great white throne judgment. The book is there to say, hey, you're not written in this book. So let's look at where you stand in your own righteousness, uh, which, as Isaiah tells us, our righteousness is the filthy rags. Uh, so there's there's n- n- no flesh shall be... Uh, justified by the works of the law uh, the scripture tells us there's none who does good none righteous not one all of us like sheep have gone astray and we are by nature children of wrath uh, not deserving of of god's good graces the the gift the free gift of eternal life which is in christ jesus So, um, do I talk about that now or later? I'll talk about it now. <laughs> First, I want to see if I'm missing uh, anybody out there. Uh, questions, comments, complaints out there in the world of social media. Nope. Uh, YouTube. And, of course, I don't... I'm not seeing what's going on in Periscope. That's probably where most of the comments are. Let me catch up with you all there. Since... Since your sweet and lovable host left the room, so you normally want to use Periscope. And, uh, and she's not doing that. Alright, here we go. Okay, I need to kill the volume here. All right, so somebody's saying that, um, okay, Mia and Angie are also watching. Hey there, hi there, ho there. Glad to have you. Um, all right. So, yeah, where I was going with this, where I was going with this, well, other than where it is. But, uh, you know, having your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life, I do believe in eternal security, and I've talked about that a lot. Um, as we read in First John chapter 5, uh, that, you know, uh, the Apostle John said this is the testimony, or this is the record, that God has given us eternal life, past tense, and this life is in his Son. Those who have the Son have life, those who do not have the Son of God did not have life. You know, I've written these things to you who believe 
in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. So God has given this free gift of eternal life. It's in his Son. If you have his Son, you have life. If you don't have his Son, you don't have life. It's it's really that simple as far as salvation goes, that the gift of eternal life, the free gift of eternal life, which is in Christ Jesus, uh, is available for the asking, the taking, um, the receiving. As Yeshua, his first re- words recorded in Mark's gospel are, repent, <laughs> you know, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That I, that is, you know, have a change of mind about sin and approach God, receive him. Um, believe and receive. It's not about our deeds, since by the deeds, you know, works of the, you know, deeds of the law, no flesh is justified in his sight. We could never be good enough. And as alluded to in Isaiah, you know, righteousness is as filthy rags. So it's not a matter of performance um, that earns us a place in heaven is the free gift of God. But that free gift of God, that free gift of eternal life, which is in Christ Jesus, you have to have him in order to have eternal life, uh, that is not a get-out-of-jail-free card. And I've heard that kind of uh, terminology used before. It's not, um, how did you get the tick ticker at the bottom? Oh, it's... Um, I'm using uh, Wirecast. It's a video mixing application. Um, you could do the same thing with OBS, VMix. There are several uh, video mixer applications out there. Um, so, um, so this free gift of eternal life, the free gift of God that is eternal life in Christ Jesus, is not a get-out-of-jail-free card. It's not like, well, whenever I mess up... I just pull out the card. Whenever I sin, I just pull out the card. And, you know, I'm, you know, there's no, hey, Romans chapter 8. There's 5. Anyway. There is, therefore is, therefore is now no conde- condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Well, right, there's no condemnation. There's no, we won't be condemned uh, to everlasting fire. The everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Um. But the grace that we've received, this gift of eternal life, is not an opportunity to say, you know, do whatever we feel like and, you know, pull out this card. Uh, Forgiveness is not immunity. You know, salvation is not, um, boy, there's a word that just slipped my mind, but it's not, it's not carte blanche because... Christ died for us, we can do whatever we feel like doing. That is the complete wrong attitude. Um, I read uh, a sentence by Oswald Chambers uh, the other day. Was it? Maybe it was yesterday. (laughs) It was. uh, He uh, astutely said that, um, let me see, something to the, the effect of, the measurement of your growth in grace is your sensitiveness to sin. That is, the more sin is offensive to us, the more 
sin is distasteful to us, that's a measurement of our growth in grace, how much we've grown in grace. So grace isn't this thing that belittles sin and uh, undermines sin and just winks at sin, but rather grace is um, the, this profound um, gift uh, in which we realize how much we're forgiven. Well, John Newton, famous song he wrote, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. You know, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. It's, it's amazing. It's not just, it's not, you know, fun grace that smooths over everything, that winks at um, unrighteousness. But it's an amazing grace that despite my sinfulness, um, this great gift has been uh, given me that is eternal life. So, so those, going back to Revelation chapter 20, those not whose names were not written in the book of life, they face um, being judged according to the books, according to their works, and uh, find themselves thrown into the lake of fire. Um, the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Uh, Matthew chapter 25. So, However, those whose names are written in the book of life by receiving Yeshua as Messiah, Jesus as the Christ, uh, believing and receiving him, um, does not um, exempt us or preclude us from uh, trial by fire. Looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, picking up in verse 9, uh, Paul writes to the Corinthian believers, he says, For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, you are God's building. According to the grace of God which was given to me, as a wise master builder I have laid the foundation, and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For, uh, for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. And to give some context on this, to give some context is why he's talking about this, is, well, heck, let's just pick up from the beginning of the chapter. Uh, Paul writes, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal as to babes in Christ, I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal. For, for where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? For when one says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you not carnal? Who then is Paul? Who then is Apollos? But ministers through whom you believed as the Lord gave to each one. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So ne then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his labor." So he's saying, hey, believers, hey, Christians, uh, 
you know, people of the way there in Corinth, I wanted to give you more spiritual food to help you grow in grace, to grow in knowledge of, of the Lord Jesus Christ, of Yeshua, Messiah, but you weren't able, and even now you're not able, you're still carnal, that is, uh, you're living according to the flesh and not according to the Spirit. And one evidence of that is some of you are saying, well, I'm of Paul. Another is saying, I'm of Apollos. Like there's, whoa, it's, uh, Paul's better. Well, no, Apollos is better. I'm, you know, this is like, you know, kids in the playground saying, well, you know, Superman's better than Batman or he could beat up. You know, just I'm just, oh, I'm in so, this, <laughs> he's like, what the heck? You know, that's, that's some sort of pride, fleshy thing. And he says, and when it comes down to it, Paul isn't anybody. Apollos isn't anybody. They're just, this is ministers through whom you believe. They're not, this isn't the church of Paul. This isn't the church of Apollos or, you know, Ralph, Fred, Moma or anybody else. It's, well, what's going on here? He says, hey, we're fellow workers. And, and the foundation that I laid, I have laid the foundation. It's not, it's not my own fame and my own church and my own doctrine, whatever. He says, no, no other foundation can anyway, anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. And that's what he came to Corinth and other places he planted a church, was to bring the gospel and present Christ Jesus. So, Verse 12, now if anyone builds on this foundation, that is faith in Christ, you know, no other foundation except Jesus Christ, Yeshua, Messiah. If anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear for the day, which day? That would be the day the Lord will declare it, because it will be what? Revealed by fire. And the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. So what is this? Is this like, um, will destroy him, will destroy, will be with those whose names who weren't written in the book of life, thrown into the everlasting fire, the lake of fire, the everlasting fire prepared for his de devil and his angels? No, but destroyed. Um, if... I believe that you know if you if you're if you're not effective for the kingdom, God can take you out. If you look at First Corinthians chapter five, um, later in this same epistle, um, Paul speaks about um, again to their carnal nature. He says, you know, there's sexual perversion among you that's not even named among unbelievers, you know, among pagans. Um, you know, for example, there's, there's, uh, there's a man who has his, his father's wife, that there's this guy in your congregation that's having relations with his stepmother. Okay. That's, that's, yeah, it's good. And he says, you're puffed up about it rather than mourning about it. You're puffed up. And I get that they weren't saying 
dude, you know, nailed your stepmom. No, is they're puffed up and like, hey, we're so we're so full of grace, you know, we're such an accepting church that, you know, this so this you know this guy's you know, uh, sleeping with his stepmother, you know, that's you know, whatever, you know, we're still loving, we're still receiving, you know, we receive every, everybody's welcome here. And he's like, no, that's that's the that's the wrong attitude, you know. What the heck? Almost done here, but. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and um, let's um, let's just go there because we can. First um, Corinthians five. Hold on, friends. Um, yeah. Oh, here we are. Harder getting up on the screen to just turn into a page in a physical book. Anyway, it is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you, and such sexual immorality is as is not even named among the Gentiles, that a man has his father's wife, and you are puffed up and have not rather mourned that he who has done this thing might be taken away from among you. You know, not, oh, we welcome all. Um rather you might be taken away from you. For I indeed, as absent the body, but present the spirit, have already judged, as though I were present, him who has so done this deed. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered together, along with my spirit and with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that his spirit might be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. So, going back to chapter 3 of 1 Corinthians, where we read about um, the judgment seat of Christ. Hang with me. Verse 15, if anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved as though through fire. And do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, like like having relations with your stepmother, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Paul also writes about those who uh, didn't observe the Lord's Supper properly. They looked at it as a party time and said that for this reason many of you are sick and many of you have fallen asleep and you've died um that they're that <laughs> instead of having a ministry uh for the kingdom of the lord they were an affront and a bad bad witness um a bad press uh for the kingdom of god and god took some of those people out because of that um, did, were they, did they end up in the lake of fire or will they? I don't think so. I think, um, uh, God take, took them out of this world and that when it comes to that day, uh, you know, the fire will reveal that they didn't build, uh, upon the foundation of Christ with silver, or gold or precious stones, but everything that they built, 
um, upon what was given them, Christ, and him crucified, um, was, was worthless. We burned up, and uh, he'll suffer loss, that person. If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved. Um, yet, so is through fire. Um, so, where I'm going with this, need to wrap this up, it's at the top of the hour. That our, in the hereafter, at the, at the end of our lives, as we read in Hebrews, it's appointed unto man once to die, and then comes the judgment. Uh, we're going to face a judgment of some kind, either it's the great white throne judgment, in which we stand in our own, um, in our own defense, in our own righteousness, and we judge according to our works, the things written in the books, and and that's you know that fire, which is the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels, wasn't made for humans. It was prepared for the devil and his angels, but those who reject the free gift of eternal life, which is in Christ Jesus, that's where they end up because they've rejected fellowship. Uh, eternal fellowship with God. Uh, those who receive Yeshua, Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, um, also face judgment one day, but it's the judgment of what they've done with their life in Christ. How do they build on that? That that foundation, that, um, that sure foundation uh, not the get out of jail free card, uh, the hyper grace, do whatever I want, but that amazing grace that saved a wretch like me. Um, that uh, you know difference between forgiveness and immunity. Um, the the free gift of eternal life, which is in Christ Jesus. That gift, that amazing gift of grace, uh, wipes our record clean, and um, you know, giving us the reputation of Christ, and uh, through the gift of the Holy Spirit, allows us to live a life as we yield to Him, a life that is pleasing to God, soberly and righteously, uh, in this present age that Peter talks about. And Second Peter chapter three. All right, it's after nine p.m. So Central Time. So with that, I'm going to wrap this up. One more quick uh, look around the interwebs. Um, uh, okay, I'm I'm sure I missed a lot of comments will you apply well somebody had said earlier will you apply this concept in relation to holidays such as easter egg easter well easter ishtar astarte yeah um that's kind of funny i've talked about it before real quick you know under the holy roman empire uh and you know what is the Roman Catholic Church today? As a part of Christianity becoming the official religion of the Roman Empire, a lot of the pagan celebrations, a Christian veneer was put on them. Uh, 
you know, winter solstice, Saturnalia became the Christmas, Christmas, um, uh, all, you know, Sawain, <laughs> too deep for a few minutes, sorry, uh, Sawain, or, well, you know, the, the night of the dead basically became uh, All Saints Eve, celebrating the saints, not, not the dead, but the dead in Christ, kind of. And then the next day was All Saints Day, November 1st. So, uh, Halloween, Hallow's Evening, all, you know. Sawain, the pagan festival, got the uh, Christian veneer and became Halloween or All Hallow's Eve. Uh, but then the celebration of the goddess Ishtar or Astarte, um, Ashtar, whatever you want to call her, depending on the Middle Eastern language, you know, the goddess of fertility, um, Easter, that kept its name. And instead of spring bringing forth new life, um, the resurrection was attached to uh, the day, even though those occurred, of all the Christian holidays, those actually occurred around the same time. It was in the springtime that the resurrection was, because it was right after Passover, and Passover in the month of Aviv, etc. Anyway, um, and all these things still have a mix of pagan and Christian uh, symbols. And anyway, I turn that over to Romans 14, uh, let each one observes a day above another to the Lord he observes it or doesn't observe it. Let each one be fully convinced in their own mind for whatever is not from faith is sin. So if if you can celebrate in the Lord, great. If, it, it's a, if it's a stumbling block for you, if you think it's against uh, the Lord, then don't celebrate those days. Um, it's a personal choice. Anyway. Um, yeah. That was sort of quick. All right. So, um, YouTube people, Twitch people, Jesus is awesome, says Rocket010 on Twitch. Amen. There's an understatement. And awesome with capital A. Jesus is indeed awesome. Mixer people. Hey there, hi there. All right. With that, I'm going to go ahead and shut this thing down. Stop this broadcast. Let me queue things up. Uh, thanks so much for being with me. Hopefully you got something out of it. And you know what fire you're headed for. I'll choose the one that uh, tries my works laid on the foundation of Christ. Not the one where I stand in my own righteousness, but what I've done with the free gift of eternal life, which is in Christ Jesus. So, in any case, if you didn't get anything out of this, I do hope that you remember that to stand up, <laughs> because this is the time to stand up. If there was a time to stand up, stand up, and not just stand up uh, to be noticed, but stand up, be bold. There's a be bold, yeah, be bold, stand up, and go with God. And your boldness and standing up, uh, if it's for your own purposes and own glory, it's not going to amount to much. But be bold, stand up, and go with God because he loves you. And, well, you're welcome. All right. Good night.